Section 2 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Daryl Nobles. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M.S. Wood. Deliverance of a Hottentot from a Lion. A Methodist missionary named Kay relates the following occurrence. I visited a poor sick Hottentot in the south of Africa who recently experienced one of the most remarkable and providential deliverances I ever heard of. I found him in great pain from the wounds he had received on that occasion. He gave me a description of his escape from the jaws of a lion, which he ascribes wholly to the gracious interposition of the Father of Mercies. About a month ago, he went on a hunting excursion accompanied by several other natives. On an extensive plain, they found an abundance of game and discovered a number of lions who appeared to be disturbed by their approach. A very large male lion began slowly to advance toward the party, many of whom were young and unaccustomed to such formidable animals. They all dismounted and prepared to fire and according to custom, began to tie their horses together by the bridles, with a view to keep them between themselves and the lion until they were able to take deliberate aim. Before the horses were properly fastened, the monster made a tremendous bound or two and suddenly pounced upon the hind part of one of the horses, which plunged forward and knocked down the poor Hottentot. His comrades took flight, and ran off with all speed. He rose as quickly as possible to follow them, but no sooner had he regained his foot than the majestic beast stretched forth his paw, and striking him behind the neck, brought him to the ground again. He then rolled on his back, and the lion set his foot upon his breast, and lay down upon him. The poor man now became almost breathless, partly from fear, but principally from the pressure of his terrific load. He moved a little to gain air, but feeling this, the lion seized his left arm, close to the elbow, and amused himself with the limb for some time, biting it in different places, down to the hand. All this time the lion did not seem to be angry, but merely caught at the arm as a cat sports with a mouse that is not quite dead so that there was not a single bone broken, as there would have been if the lion had been hungry or irritated. While in great agony, and expecting every moment to be torn limb from limb, the sufferer cried to his companions for assistance, but cried in vain. On raising his head a little, the beast opened its dreadful jaws to receive it, but his hat only was rent, and points of the teeth only grazed his skull. The lion set his foot on the arm from which the blood was freely flowing. His paw was soon covered therewith, and he again and again licked it clean, and with flaming eyes appeared half inclined to devour the man. At this critical moment, said the poor victim, I recollected having heard that there is a God in heaven who is able to deliver at the last extremity and I began to pray that he would save me and not allow the lion to eat my flesh. 
While the Hottentot was thus engaged in calling on God, the animal turned himself completely round. On perceiving this, the man attempted to get from under him, but the lion became aware of his intention and laid terrible hold of his right thigh, which gave excruciating pain. He again sent up his cry to God for help. Nor were his prayers in vain. The huge creature rose from his seat and walked majestically off about thirty or forty paces, and then lay down on the grass as if to watch his victim, who ventured to sit up, which attracted the lion's attention. He made no attack, but rose, took his departure, and was seen no more. The man soon arose, took up his gun, and hastened to his terrified companions, who had given him up for dead. He was set upon a horse, and taken to the place where I found him. Dr. Gambier hastened to his relief, and thought the appearance of the wounds so alarming that amputation of the arm was absolutely necessary. To this, however, the man would not consent. As he had a number of young children, whose subsistence depended on his labor. As the Almighty has delivered me, said he, from that horrid death, surely he is able to save my arm also. Astonishing to relate, his wounds are healed, and there is now hope of his ultimate recovery. End of section 2